Well, I'd like to take a look at the second reading here, um, and you know, from St. Paul and, and, and St. Paul, you know, in general. Um, when we think of saints, you know, very often we, we almost kind of deify saints. You know, we, we tend to think of saints as these almost perfect people uh, without any faults. And then if we start to actually read about the saints, especially in the New Testament, and St. Paul in particular, we're confronted by the fact that they have all kinds of imperfections. And St. Paul has a lot of them. He's actually a pretty disagreeable guy. He's irascible, which means he's an angry guy. You know, he's angry a lot. He's always getting frustrated. He's always making people upset at him, etc. And we're confronted with, with something here that he says about himself, namely the, the difficulties that he has in his own life. And he says this about this, uh, this imperfection that he has. And he, he says that the reason he's been given this imperfection is because of all of the revelations he's been given. Right? Remember that, you know, just his conversion itself was this great revelation, uh, this appearance that he received, this, this apparition of Jesus. Jesus appeared to him, but then all of the other revelations. I mean, a person could get pretty proud, rather proud, um, with this direct sort of revelation from God. And so he says he believes that part of the reason he has this angel of Satan to beat him or these imperfections is to keep him from becoming proud. All right. And so he, he calls it a thorn in the flesh to beat me, an angel of Satan or a thorn in the flesh was given to me, an angel of Satan to beat me, to keep me from becoming too elated, too proud. Now, contextually, you know, we, we can figure out that when he says an angel of Satan, he doesn't actually mean, you know, really an angel of Satan. He's not particularly, you know, we're, we're not necessarily talking about possession. You know, is he talking about some sort of angel of Satan that, you know, some sort of demonic presence? You know, most of the commentators don't seem to ascribe that to, to the situation, but rather they, they think that St. Paul is talking about some particular weakness he has or perhaps repetitive sin that he just can't get beyond, right? Some imperfection in himself that he wants to get beyond, but he can't get rid of. He can't get past it. And he says, three times I begged the Lord about this. He begged the Lord, Lord, take this away. Take this away from me. Does that sound familiar? Lord, take this away. And I don't mean your husband. Lord, take this away from me. And God says, no. He says again, Lord, take this away from me. And God says, no. Does that sound familiar? And he says again, Lord, take this away from me. And God says, no. Because God tends to say no far too often. Right? But then God says also with the no. Because it doesn't just say no. He fills in that, that disappointment of the no with, my grace is enough for you. My grace is enough for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. How is that? How can that be? I mean, consider that. Power is made perfect in weakness. 
is made perfect in weakness. Now, that doesn't sound like anything human. But if we look at that through God's perspective, or from God's perspective, if we look at it from what's called a Christological perspective, through what Jesus did, how could power be perfect through weakness? Well, what did Jesus do? Number one, Jesus, who is God, became man. So he, he weakened himself in a sense. Right? Divinity taking on humanity, humanity being weaker than divinity. He weakened himself, took on human flesh, human nature. He allowed himself to suffer, to be persecuted. And ultimately, of course, he allowed himself to be killed. That's weakness. I mean, there is no greater weakness than allowing yourself to be killed. And upon that cross, his death, right, was the perfect sacrifice. But in that moment, when it seemed as though Satan was, you know, at his supreme victory, and we had the death of God, it is at that moment that the greatest victory was made. Because at the moment when it seemed that God was at his weakest, at the moment when God himself was sacrificed, all of our sins were forgiven and heaven was opened. You see, it's only through looking at what Jesus did that we can understand weakness leading to power, weakness leading to strength. Jesus became weak only so that he could become strong, which in, in a human sense doesn't make any sense at all. What God seems to want to do is he wants us to recognize our weakness so that he can fill us with strength, so that he can be our strength. He wants us to stop thinking we are our own strength. Yesterday we had the gospel where Jesus says, I came for those who, who are in need of a physician, for those who know that they're sick. Right? How many of us go, go through life thinking I'm fine, I'm fine. You know, my dad, uh, was this he's been dead now so I talk about him all the time he can't talk back my dad was this grumpy German and uh, I remember but he, was, he was actually a really good uh, woodworker except for this one day when he almost cut off his finger on the uh, table saw and uh, I remember he had it all wrapped up in this in this uh, huge wad of paper towel I mean because you know accidents happen around saws and he showed it to me and the thing was almost completely sliced off and I was like dad you got to go to the doctor well I can't say what my dad said in church but you can imagine a grumpy German what he might say in the midst of some element of pain and uh, you know it took a while to persuade him that he needed to go to church or uh, did I say church well, in church that he needed to go to the doctor it took a while to persuade me I need to go to church too, but the dad, you got to go to the doctor. You got to go to the doctor. I don't need to go to the doctor. That's where I get it from, by the way. I don't need to go to the doctor. You got to go to the doctor. You know, you can't, that's not going to heal dad. You know, it's like telling somebody, look, you're bleeding from the head. I'm fine. No, it's a gaping head wound. I'll be fine. No, you won't. 
you're oozing blood, you're not going to be fine. It'll heal. Just put a Band-Aid on it. No. Until we recognize the need for healing that we can't do it ourselves, right? So my dad with his finger, he finally figured out it wasn't going to you know, heal on its own. He needed help. Right? And how many times have we been through that in our lives? We, re- we recognize, you know what? I can't do this my own, myself. I can't do it. I've tried. I've tried to do it myself, and then I've tried to do it with all these other things. Right? People try all kinds of other medications. There's all kinds of other medications they try to, to heal right? or to numb the pain. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I can't do it myself. There's only one physician who can heal. And what God wants to get us to is that point where we recognize our weakness. Because it's at that moment where his grace can enter in. It's at that moment where we say, okay, I get it. I can't do it. Whatever it is, I can't do it. I can't do it on my own. I need you. And then the grace flows. And so whatever it is for you, you know, what did, now what did St. Paul do? All right, to wrap it up, what did St. Paul do? So then he said, okay, so God says, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient. I want you to have your weakness because your weakness is the opportunity for me to give you power, says the Lord. And so St. Paul says, okay, then I'm going to boast of my weakness because my weakness is where God makes me great. My weakness is my badge of glory. My weakness is my trophy of God's victory in me, of how God has won salvation in me. And so brothers and sisters, our weaknesses are not something we need to be ashamed of. Our weaknesses are not something we need to hide or run from. Our weaknesses are something that we can own, that we can talk about, that we can share, and that we can ultimately take to God and say, fine, you created me with weakness. Now let it be my victory. Now let it be my glory, but let it be your glory in me. Let it be your resurrection in me. Please stand.